and welcome to episode 218 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on that nightly challenge of dinner. Say that 12 times fast, man. <laughs> I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta also. And I love dinner time. can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner, which is so great because this episode is an interview with Carolyn Fossil of All of You Whole, who is talking to us all about meal planning and specifically freezer meals, which I got to admit, Betsy, is not something that I've done a lot of. I know, me neither. And it's something that I really want to dig into more. So I was super excited for us to bring an expert onto the show to, you know, give us all the good stuff and the good insight on the freezer meal situation. Yes. And I think you'll, you guys will find all of her tips and tricks really interesting. Her book is called Prep, Cook, Freeze. She definitely cooks paleo, but we've talked about like recipes that are paleo on that podcast before. We know that some of you might dip your toe into that, but we just love good food and that's what she makes. Um, It was a really fun interview and I'm excited to have you guys listen in. Hi, everybody. It's Kate from the Dinner Sisters. So excited to be here today. I'm interviewing Carolyn Fossil from All of You Whole. All of You Whole. First, I got like I had Caroline. I had like rehearsed it. I know. I just reviewed this again. <laughs> I asked how to pronounce your name, and I was I, I just looked at her, and I, you, you should have seen the expression, guys. I was like this. I was just like it was like dead. Nothing was behind my eyes. Caroline, no, you're good. Welcome. So glad to have <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And today, on today of all days, now y'all who are listening to this will not be listening to this on this day, but today's a big day for you. It is. It's a big day. Tomorrow's my pub day. Yeah. So. Comes out tomorrow. I'm so thrilled. Tell us, tell us all about it. I read the blurb. I think it sounds really exciting. Yeah. The the kind of the spiel is not your grandma's f- freezer meals. Yeah. Tell me all about it. Yeah. What's what made you write this? What tell us about the cookbook? Yeah, so my cookbook prep cook freeze comes out tomorrow. It is a paleo meal planning cookbook. So I've been nearly paleo for seven years now. That's why I started all of you whole and. I had wanted a meal plan that I could come back to over and over a meal prepping method. And I would try this thing and I would try that thing and I would try that thing and none of it really consistently worked for me. Like it never, I just never found like a complete system that worked for me. Uh, And my goal really with this cookbook was how can we revolutionize revolutionize our weeknights. How can we, you know, whip dinner together in like 15 minutes? Is that even possible? (laughs) Is that something that we can do? (laughs) And so that's why I created this method. So it's really fun. It's a combination of batch cooking. So you're going to be cooking a lot of food all at once. So instead of like, let's say uh, a chili recipe, that's a good example. So instead of making chili once and then you want it again two weeks from now and you make it again, let's just make it once. Let's freeze half of it. And then when you thaw it out, you have dinner ready in like five minutes of hands-on time. And so that's kind of the concept that. that started it because I had started batch cooking for my family. But the limitation of that is that sure, like chili works for that, but there's not a ton of things that work that way. Even though our grandmamas... <laughs> 
tried to freeze <laughs> everything, right? Sure did. And mm-hmm. you found out real fast that not everything freezes well. So what we do with Prep Cook Freeze is you're going to freeze an element of pretty much every meal in the book. And then when you thaw it, and you're reheating it, we're going to bring back in fresh ingredients. So we give you a grocery list. So you're probably going to have, let's say, your taco meat. You're, you have it already. And then you just have to get pico, guacamole, you know, all your taco fixins, and you're ready to go. So it just makes it so much faster. I really, I think that's a great idea. And especially, we've done a few of these, like, freezer meal recipes. I think we even have an episode about freezing sure. somewhere in the archives. Yep. I should have looked that up, but I know it's like back in there. And while they are good, you're right. They're all firmly in the camp of like a stew. Yeah, firmly. You either can get it like a stew yeah. or maybe a soup. Sure. Or sometimes like you can ha- kind of do okay with, um oh, like a frozen lasagna. Sure. Or frozen yep. what have you. Mm-hmm. But... Not always. So that sounds amazing. How did you come up with this? Like, what led you down this path? What were some things that went well? And maybe tell what what pathways were not so great for you? Yeah, well, I mean, it really came about just wanting. I love I love I'm a foodie, right? So are you. We Mm -hmm. love food. And I even create recipes for a living, right? I, I cook all the time, like I'm cooking all the time. But I don't like there are times I don't want to cook. There are times that I'm like, I just need dinner on the table, right? And so I feel like other moms, other women, other people have that feeling more than I do. <laughs> you know, like I just need dinner in my <laughs> mouth right now. Um, and yeah. so that's why yeah. I created this method. Like I just I just wanted a way to have dinner fast. And so it's like, obviously, you have to put in some work on your prep afternoon, your prep day. But mm-hmm. it, I, I like selfishly made this method for myself. Like I need a way, I need a way to like cut down on the work. Why am I doing the same recipe yeah. four times when I could do it once? So, but then also there's yeah. just not, there wasn't a really great like, you freeze meals, but also include fresh ingredients later kind of method out there that didn't really exist. So yeah, I just, I just wanted fast dinner, to be honest with you. (laughs) And healthy too. Like they're Uh, all paleo recipes. So they're grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. So they're, they're pretty veggie packed, which is great too. Yeah. And that is something that we talk about all the time. We love a like nice big veggie packed meal. I think one of our favorite things to make is what we call our platter salads, which is just yep. a big platter covered in stuff yep. um, that you can make for dinner, which is so, so easy, delicious. Yep. What um, I mean, it's it's a, we talked about the fact that you're born in Georgia. So I actually was born in Nashville, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. Yeah. But I went to the university. Like Georgia. Yes, yes, yes. Went to the University of Georgia. So go dogs. Um, Met my husband there. He kept me in Georgia for like 10 years while he was doing (laughs) med school, the whole thing. Got it. So now Mm -hmm. we live in Denver and it was our first out of Georgia move. So yeah, I was in Georgia for a long time. Yeah, which is which is hilarious. So we were talking a little like Georgia inside baseball, well, yes. Decatur inside baseball, yep. actually, little places. And the reason I bring this up is I was looking through your blog and a Georgia recipe came across my feed. I know we were talking about stews and how you don't want to yes. do this, but I did want to say, too, 
That Brunswick stew looks pretty good. I know. Yes. That looks pretty good. So in recent years, I've started including some things that aren't paleo and like family recipes. So Chaz's Nana, it makes a fantastic Brunswick stew. And so I just had to recreate it like a little cleaner. You look at Brunswick stew and sometimes you're like, yikes. Like some recipes, (laughs) it's like catch a squirrel. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. It started out with squirrel. So okay. that's that's real southern for you, yeah. <laughs> so what's in a Brunswick stew? Just briefly, so we can um, so our listeners know what I mean. I know, talking yeah. About. It's, I brought this up with it's no very southern. So context. it's it, it's like a interesting mix of things. So I you can either a lot of times people either use shredded chicken or shredded pork. You can use either. You can use both. Some people add like um, like diced ham as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yum. most okay. of the time, all the yeah, meat. all the meat. And you can choose one of those. But most of the time, people have lima beans and corn and onions. And the funny thing is some recipes are like throw in the barbecue sauce and the ketchup. Like it's just (laughs) – it's like a – it's an interesting soup. But I use my homemade barbecue sauce in it. And it – I freaking love Brunswick stew. It's so good. That sounds so good. Do you have anything else in your new cookbook that you would say is like kind of like – Harkens back to some of your family recipes or recipes that you really, really love cooking for your family. Yes. So there's one recipe in there that my mom made growing up all the time that I think you'll probably know, too, if you're from the South. So it's I called it Not Your Mom's Turkey Tetrazzini. So that's the name of the recipe. Did you have that growing up? Yeah, you know what? I think that was not just a Southern thing, but perhaps one of those like 70s and 80s styles like fancy foods isn't that funny Mm -hmm. so it's typically (laughs) like you know make a packet of noodles and put in cream of everything and the turkey and then there's like little pimentos in it like it's just Mm -hmm. okay which is why it's fancy fancy yeah, first class. <laughs> so anyway, I recreated it in a paleo version, which is so actually really hard to do because it's just all gluten and dairy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I made it in a paleo format and I actually freaking love that recipe. So that that recipe tastes like home to me. And then also there is a lasagna, which is really fun. And I feel like that's just universally just mm-hmm. comfort food for everybody. So there's a paleo lasagna, which is fun, and there's a turkey pot pie. So my mom loved Yum. making pot pie. I actually, we were like looking forward to this week, and my husband was saying like, you know, we have so much going on. What are we doing for meals? And I'm like, I'm going to make four turkey pot pies from the cookbook. <laughs> and it, What a great well, idea. I know. It's like use my own method, <laughs> right? But it's so yeah, great because you it. can wrap it in foil, wrap it in plastic wrap, completely freeze like you so you eat like one right you completely freeze Mm. three of them and you just take them out thaw them and put them in the oven like it's just the easiest thing ever so i mean what wealth to have three pot pies in your freezer in your freezer just sitting there waiting for you just sitting there and and you know too yeah you're like like, i could have those anytime i wanted i love that idea exactly you're you talked about the foil and the wrapping and things i'm wondering if you've got any tips or tricks to share for people who are freezing foods i know we share some i'm no expert though love to hear what you have to say yeah totally so i think 
Uh, so in the cookbook, we have an entire section on like, here's how to freeze. So I think that's helpful and Mm -hmm. I can share some of those tips. And it also really depends on what you're freezing. So I have these, um, reusable, they're almost like reusable Ziploc bags. They're Mm. called stasher bags. Do you guys have those? those? Yeah. They're kind of like Uh, made of silicone or something. Yes. They're made of silicone, which I didn't know until recently is silicone is a type of glass. So it's like foldy glass, which is really cool because you can put them in the microwave. You can put them in the oven. So you what? can like – I make fajitas in the oven and like it like seals in flavor. It's – and That's moisture. bananas. It's I didn't think bananas. you could – I suppose you could if it's silicone. Okay. It's silicone. So it's like glass. Huh. But you know how like we all just made turkeys for Thanksgiving and some of them are in these like kind of creepy plastic bags. And yeah. you're like, that can't, that can't be good, I've right? always wondered about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not good, but it seals in the moisture. Like that's the whole point, right? And so these silicone bags are really fun. Okay. I love using them for freezing things because air is the enemy of freezing things. Mm. And so that's what's going to give you the gross crystals. And so what I do is I either like if it's a sauce or like a chicken tikka masala or something that can go into Mm -hmm. a stasher bag, I'll get my half gallon, my bigger stasher bags. And you just want to like get all the air out. Okay. So that's your goal when you're freezing is just to get all of the air out and then you can seal So if you're using something like a Pyrex or like a Rubbermaid Mm. container, uh, one of my tips is you actually just want the surface to not have air. So you can put saran wrap right, like touch it onto the surface and then put your lid right on top and then you will never, ever, ever get freezer burn. Love that. Yes. That's a pro tip to take home. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. My wheels are turning and I want to, I do want to circle back to this enchilada situation so do you yes. like shove the enchiladas in there, put the sauce in, and just like seal it really well? Like you how can does do this that. work? How do you how yes. are you putting how are you putting stash bags in the oven? That's what I'm really like. This is not a freezer tip, but now I'm obsessed yes. with this idea. No, no, no. Here we go. Okay, no, stasher bags are great. And I love them because the what their their website will tell you, like, you're saving twenty thousand unrecyclable plastic bags. Yeah. So I love it for the s- sustainability. But additionally, um, like things I've made in the stash in the oven, uh, fajitas, so good, surprisingly. Huh. But here's the thing. It's great because it's like you marinate and stick in the oven. Like, oh, so it's just like this. So think any, it. yes. So anything that you are going to marinate anyway, you can cook it in the oven. But what I would suggest is like get a casserole dish, yeah. like a nine by 13 glass Pyrex and put it in there. You don't want it to explode while cooking. So you have like one teensy corner that's like kind of open to allow for some yeah. air to escape. But I mean, like we're mostly sealing it. And then also if any anything needs to come out, it will be caught by the Pyrex. Okay. So you can't just willy-nilly throw it in the oven, <laughs> right. which is maybe what you were envisioning. No, so I, mean, I would put, Just having a bag of something in the oven seemed bananas to me. Bananas. I mean, I, that's why I was like, Walk me through this step because I don't yes. think you're just winging them in the oven and leaving. But that I mean, is weird. sounds like you're pretty close. Yeah, you're pretty close to that. Especially, yeah, anything that you're going to marinate. I pretty much marinate most things in stasher bags these days because it's just so easy to marinate and then also cook it in there. Which yeah, is great. I mean, that might Betsy and I both have a really 
we've got a problem, which is we forget to marinate things. Um, sure. Consistently, yeah. all the time, actually yeah. might have a, like, some sort of, like, mental block that we need to get released about sure. marination. Yeah, sure. But I wonder if that might help us, knowing we're just going to put it in there. That's so good. Oh. Yeah, because it's not like I'm dirtying another dish. Yeah, right. I feel like marinating can feel annoying. But yeah, yeah, you can. And then the other pro tip is you can like, so let's say you're going to make Greek chicken or there's a Greek salmon in my cookbook. So you can put it in there, throw the sauce on top, seal it and freeze it like that. Oh, So while it's thawing, it's marinating. Well, that just blew my mind. Love that idea. So good. What right? goes in your Greek sal- salmon? Like, what's in that marinade? Oh, like an it's so great. Situation? So one of the things that we did in this cookbook, I actually had a bunch of cookbook testers, which was really fun. They came back after doing prep day, and they were like, <laughs> hard pass. Like, some people were <laughs> some people were really, really already great cooks, and yeah. they were like, took me an hour and a half. Easy peasy. Other people were like, Caroline, you killed me. Like, this is too much. Yeah. I can't do it. And which was great feedback. I'm so glad we did it. And so we ended up taking every single recipe in the cookbook that we could use something store-bought and adding store-bought ingredients into the cookbook, which to be totally honest with you, like I had to like suck down my pride a little bit. I'm like, this is a cook book, right? (laughs) So we, we put, we put all the homemade recipes in the back. So like my Greek dressing that like I have in my fridge, I love it so much is in the back of the cookbook. But if you're doing prep day, we just have you grab a bottle of primal kitchen Greek dressing and you literally put it onto the salmon and cook it. I mean, it is so easy and that's why we did it. Like sometimes you just need a five minute salmon. And then if you are feeling ambitious later, you can go grab the homemade recipe, and it's so good. It's so good. Well, Caroline, I don't know if you know this, but there is a divide between Betsy and I, which is sometimes I I usually find all the recipes, and then sure. Betsy and I cook them together. Um, yes. Sometimes I'll find a recipe, and we'll get on air. She won't have told me anything, and she'll be like... So here's what I actually did. And she like, <laughs> I do. Bought the th- yeah. I, mm-hmm. I heard like recently she's like, and then I just like bought the kimchi because like, who's going to do that? <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Yeah. But like, here's the deal. There are great brands out there. Sure. And I'm all about making your life easier. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's like a good combo of like, let's get some store-bought kimchi. And go to town. I mean, you know? yeah, apparently like, like you, Caroline, I'm like, apparently not everyone wants to make their own kimchi. Yeah. Just for funsies. Who knew? I mean, and plan five days in advance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what what else would you say to someone who's kind of like, kind of like your testers feeling overwhelmed by this? What are some things to kind of maybe talk people off the ledge or give them some comfort or like, you can do this strength? Yes. So, okay. Number one, I think my one of my biggest tips is employ your family. Mm. So we like to do our prep days on the weekends. So not only am I like getting time back during the week, like I'm not kidding you. I'm like, hey, can you go grab the pot pie and throw it in? Like that's how simple it is. Not only that, but like it's actually really fun to do this like little prep afternoon when you're like, hey, kiddos, you guys can have fun washing the potatoes. Mm. And then like your hubby's over here doing this and you're doing this. So Number one, get the people around you to help. And then number two, if you are absolutely anti, like I don't want to spend any time on the weekend. Like if a prep day, you're just like, I'd rather die. Like I, I get it. And so that's why every single recipe can be done 
within the week or on its own. Mm. So that was really important to me. Like I wanted you to be able to go to the pot pie recipe and make it from start to finish Mm. without having done the prep. So that's really important to me too. And then additionally, I think one of my motivations is, is, is specifically for people who have never tried clean eating before because it can just make such an impact on your health and wellness and how you feel. Like the other night, my husband and I, like we just like didn't sleep well, which I am a sleeper. Mm. Like I am a toddler. Like I <laughs> sleep like eight to nine hours a night, just like oh, clockwork. Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, yeah. And so the other night we both just like didn't sleep well. I don't know, full moon. I don't know what it was. And the next morning we were both just like, oh. <laughs> Like, we feel so bad. We did not sleep enough. And we looked at each other and we were like, there was a point in our lives that I think we felt this bad all the time. And we didn't know. Like, we didn't know that we could have so much energy or, like, feel invigorated. We didn't know, you know? Yeah. And so uh, one of my encouragements is, you know, if you've never tried clean eating, this could be the cookbook for you because it's tasty recipes but really clean ingredients. And, you know, it could really – change your life. And it's from what it sounds like, if you're just trying to tiptoe in and you're not like, I'm not sure about this for a whole week. I think what's really great about your, and the recipes, by the way, guys, are, there are a bunch of things I wanted to try in there. Mm -hmm. I did not see, even see the Greek salmon. And now I'm like, oh, okay. And I know Betsy's kids would love that. They will eat any sort of seafood, which is really fun. That's what's up. Oh, I know. Some kids are like, nope. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, Maida, the middle child the other day, was like, I'm really excited to eat some um, squid for Christmas. And it's like, same girl. Same. Same girl. I know. My daughter loves calamari. It's so funny. It's also really helpful if you want, if you choose a recipe to use for hosting. Mm. So if you're just going to do one recipe, you see how to prep it and then how to bring it all together when you're about ready to host. So you know what I mean? Like when hosting gets overwhelming, it's like I'm going to do these two, three things in advance from prep day, bring it all together when, you know, night of, which makes it easier. Very clever. Very clever. Especially with the turkey pot pies, right? I mean, that's just like, oh gosh, (laughs) which we talked about earlier. So we always ask folks, and I did kind of like pre-let you know that we're going to ask this question. uh, What's a recipe in your cookbook that you think people may, if they're maybe doing this sampling thing, if they're going through all the weeks, they'll definitely hit them all. But that maybe people overlook, but you're like, ah, but you got to really try this. So, but what would be that recipe for you? Yes. So I think that this is my most favorite recipe in the book. Oh. The whole thing. Okay. It's the mustard pork tenderloin with sweet potato latkes. And so the reason that I feel like it might get skipped is because for some reason, like pork tenderloin was the dish growing up that my mom was like, no one can get it right. (laughs) Like it can be like (laughs) you can overcook it. It can get dry. A lot of people feel overwhelmed uh, and, you know, anxious to try pork tenderloin. And then also like a sweet potato latke is not – a common thing or like make a lot of people especially people who aren't jewish don't make latkes all the time right Right. so i love when i made this uh mustard pork tenderloin my husband was like caroline this is the best thing you've ever made in our entire lives (laughs) it's really good so since then endorsement 
I of know. Something. It's so a lot of your food. A lot of all of my food. Yeah. yeah. So and actually knows when it's my food. Unlike my kids. My kids are like, Mommy, these baked beans, they're the best. I'm like, they're from a kid. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this is the best thing you've ever made. I'm like, cool. You're like, you're, well, you're welcome. I'm changing professions now. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, my husband said it's the best ever. So since then, too, it's also like we were just talking about hosting. Yeah. Like we're making it for Christmas this year. We made oh, okay. it for my husband's family for Thanksgiving. It's easy to like bulk make for a bunch of people. Oh, nice. I mean, it's basically pork tenderloin, some mustard. Uh, it's rosemary mm. and then like whole garlic cloves. So you sear it and then you cook it in the oven. And the garlic, I mean, I will sit there and like secretly eat all the garlic cloves. I mean, it is so good. That sounds amazing. So everyone, and then the latkes are really easy. Like it sounds hard, but they're like little sweet potato cakes and they've got some scallions in them. They're like oniony and salty and sweet. Oh, they're so good. I want to make that for dinner now. I know. I have the pork tenderloin in my freezer ready for Christmas. But um, That sounds really good. Yeah, so everyone has to make that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, ringing endorsement, and we'll definitely have to see. I mean, if anyone gets your cook, I hope folks will probably, like, get your cookbook and let us all know. Yes. And you, yes. if you get the cookbook, you must make the tenderloin and let us have know in our it. Facebook group. So, yes. Carolyn, before we wrap up, because I think we're going to do that, but, but it's so fun. I just don't want I mean, I could talk to you for hours about what, yeah, what else could we do. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to tell us um, about your cookbook that people might you know, spur them on to, to get it or some words of encouragement if they do buy it? Yes. So I think that my encouragement is just cooking can be fun. Mm-hmm. Cooking can be easy and eating healthy can be delicious. So that's kind of my goal is just to empower people to get back in the kitchen, to make nourishing, healthy meals for their family, but not you know, bend over backwards to do it. And, um, you know, I hope that it just makes it easier for them and that, yeah, they just feel happy and excited getting back in the kitchen. Well, I think if you wrote a cookbook with that intent, it's, and it definitely, it came through on the pages when I was reading through it. I could tell that Uh you were really encouraging, really wanted people to get out and try some new, new cookie, new cook cookies. It's yeah. the holiday I season. I wish. I couldn't oh. put any desserts. It's all dinners. Oh. And I'm like, okay, next cookbook, cookies. And there I'm coming you back for I'll, you. I'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll, cookies. We'll do a next interview. <laughs> you can, I can promise you that. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really excited. Yes. The name of your cookbook and your name is? Yes, it's Prep Cook Freeze, and I am Caroline Fossil. And Caroline, can we find you anyone, anywhere on social media if people want to follow yes. you and check you out? Yes. So I'm Olive Hole. That's O-L-I-V-E-Y-O-U-W-H-O-L-E everywhere. So you can find me on Instagram or anywhere that you are. I am too. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and being on the Dinner Sisters. And we really look forward to see what you do next. Thank you. Kate, I love it when we bring experts onto the show because I learn so much more. It's just good to hear a different perspective. Yeah. And I think one thing about her tip of those silicone bags that you can just like put your meat in and then marinate it and then cook in it was bananas. Like, I mean, you hear it on the episode too, but I'm still like, I can't get over it. And I think we wouldn't have gotten that unless we had an inter- experts on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's always really, really fun. And we look forward to a lot of great interviews this year in 2022, just bringing on some fresh voices. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. And the Dinner Sisters, see you next time. We'll save a spot at the table for you.